All right, hello and welcome to TOEFOP. I'm Charlie Clawson. Uh, my name is Will Anderson and we have a special guest uh, in the podcast today. Yes, uh, it's Justin Hamilton. Uh, thank you for joining the three of us. And you're our first guest. Oh, really? Yeah. we haven't... Is, is, Am I the first guest that you wanted or am I just the guy that <laughs> Said you yes. had to do a podcast and I was here? Well, yeah, we, we, we booked Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, he pulled out last moment. Yeah, so Who he, do we know? Yeah, and someone taller. Um, no. To, to be honest, I just have some furniture to move around and it was too much for just two guys. So I said to Will, why don't we get Justin down? And, yeah. uh, when I when we say the first guest, um, Charlie's dog, Junior, has appeared on the podcast a few times right. and Gemma has yelled things at us in the background. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're more cameos. I don't, I don't know if they count as... Yeah, uh, I'm the first official guest. Yeah. So I don't, this is weird because we've never had a guest before. So do we interview him? Do we ask him questions? Do we delve into the history of Justin Hamilton? Uh, I think nah, that, just talk about your stuff and I'll join in down No, but I'm You know what I'm I like interested. is also that um, because we only have two microphones yeah. in our studio. <laughs> um, Tofop Studios. Although, oh, we should, you know what we should mention? What? Is that we've got the microphones turned on this Oh, way. yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. For those of you who have been wondering why it sounded like yeah, Will yeah. and I have been on a submarine for the past two weeks, yeah. uh, we did do like a, we thought we did a pretty thorough uh, checking of the mixing desk yeah. last week and we, we nodded our heads and we said, yeah, you know what, it sounds a bit better, we're ready yeah. to go. We're right. And then as I was editing And it, we did it for about 20 minutes. Yeah. I need to point out, 20 minutes before the show, we were a little stoned, but 20 minutes before the show, we were like testing the microphones, yeah. we were like, oh yeah, now we've got this. Yeah. yeah. And, and it still sounded shit and we didn't yeah. know why. And then I found out that the microphones weren't plugged into the computer and, yeah. we were, and we were simply recording through the inbuilt microphone in my laptop so yeah, essentially right. Will's been sounding like he's in a submarine because the screen yeah. is blocking his access yeah, the only right. microphone and I'm about have. a meter away across the card table from the but I, but also you know the thing was not only was I a meter away but I was I was talking into something that wasn't recording <laughs> So whatever sound I would have had would have been muffled by the thing that I was talking into That's that true. I thought. That's true. And you remember you, the way you started last week's episode is you hit it really hard. Yeah. And I said, why are you hitting it so hard? And you're like, I re- you know, because we had some sound issues. I really want to, you know, push it through. It's yeah. like, oh, it's not helping. The microphone's not plugged in. Yeah. And you know the thing was, we also have these tiny little microphone stands to yeah. paint a picture. Yeah. And the one that we're talking into, it actually, as, and you'll notice this as it goes, no matter how hard you tighten it, it gets lower and lower. Yeah. So I can the, relate to that. So the whole episode last time, I would get low, like it was like I was, <laughs> I was getting lower and lower trying to talk into this thing that wasn't even recording it. Oh, and I have explained to Will that this isn't live, so if he needs to stop and adjust the microphone stand, he can just do it. No, That's he, fine. It's going straight ahead. I always feel bad uh, that to not stop the podcast because I don't uh, edit it. So basically, we talk into the microphone, so we don't really edit much out of it. Yeah. But we, it, Charlie edits a little bit, and I don't know how to edit, so I always try to not leave too many things to edit. But yeah. the thing he has to edit most weeks, which you have not heard because he edited it out, is me at the start of every time we're talking going, we've talked about that before, haven't we? <laughs> Which is not just on TOEFOP, like that is yeah. in our life. Will and yeah. I have known each other and heard each other's stories so many times, we often have to check if this story has been told. Is, is this a rerun? In fact, it happened, Justin, mm. just this afternoon, Because, yes. and, and this will get us to what we're going to talk about today. The reason that Justin is in town is because uh, we've just come straight from a Joss Whedon Q&A at the Sydney Opera House. That Will was emceeing. That yes. I was emceeing. You did a great job. Oh, thanks, man. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But uh, after the gig, I was telling you a story, you and Charlie a story. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> and it turns out I was hearing it for the first time, yeah. and Charlie was hearing it for the... Third time, and had recorded it four weeks earlier and put it on the internet. <laughs> which uh, which uh, story was it? It was the... Uh, 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 the guy in the valley in uh, Brisbane who used to watch Glasshouse while he was in prison. Yeah. 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 So, Charlie, but you sat back when I was telling this story as if you'd... like. What, what was your thought? Well, I didn't know. I thought that, well, A... You know, I often hear stories that I've heard from you before and I don't interrupt just because it's probably easier. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make you feel bad. But then, <laughs> You'll just get through it if I don't interrupt. <laughs> if I just lie back and think of England. Yeah, yeah. Uh, turn this into the it is. It's, remix. it's like oral anecdote rape. It's like I don't actually want it. I don't want this anecdote, but I'm going to just lie back and let it happen. It's, and easy, you know, most people, it's easier than saying no. Most people so, won't report those anecdotes yeah. either. That's the sad part. I just want to tell people who are listening to this, if you don't like the story, you don't have to just take yeah. it. <laughs> Fight back. No means no. <laughs> press, press stop. Do not have Rohypnol, then listen to this podcast. <laughs> this podcast not, should not be forced upon you. I don't want to think that there are people somewhere who are drugging people who don't enjoy yeah. off work. Yeah. And then in that little bit where they're too weak to get up, but they're not quite asleep, go... Listen to this excellent story you told about this guy who watched Glasshouse in prison. <laughs> oh, I've heard that three times. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we came from the Joss Whedon Q&A. Mm. And um, it was interesting because we went to the Kevin Smith one, well, on separate nights yep. a couple of weeks ago. And you'd say the demographic of the Kevin Smith audience was 90% male, mm. but predominantly people who looked like Kevin Smith. Yeah. And what would you say about the... Uh, how would you describe the Joss Whedon audience? Uh, well, you know, the thing was, that I couldn't actually see the audience much. Oh, right. Because oh, yeah. being on stage with all the lights, so you guys probably have a better idea of what the demographic was. 50-50? Maybe 60 40. I reckon more female. 60-40. A, a, a lot of very cute uh, kind of indie chicks. Mm. Yeah. Who, uh, if you hit on them, would be able to karate kick you. Yeah, yeah. most likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all Scott, uh, Scott Pilgrim on your ass. Mm. Uh but it was pretty interesting, wasn't it? The uh, even uh, even the, the majority of the men there, and I include you and I, Charlie. Very effeminate. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There was not many. There were no alpha males there. There were no kind of. There was no um, Ed Hardy t-shirts. No. You know. <laughs> no dudes drinking bourbon and coke out of a can can, mate. That Joss Whedon, he can ride a chick. Yeah. Must, must be strange. A lot of boys going. Uh, well, I mean, it's sad to miss the rugby league to be here this afternoon, <laughs> but. <laughs> I just, I just really love Firefly. I want to find out more about postmodern feminism. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, you know, I just want to say, you know, Jermaine Greer, she did good with the cheeks, <laughs> but Joss Whedon, I feel like he, uh, he got it out to the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly a crowd that wouldn't be sympathetic at the uh, Matthew Newton trial. No. <laughs> Matt, Matty, New Matty Newton wouldn't want to walk in and see a jury of Joss Whedon fans as, as the jury of his peers. Wearing Bring Back Tara t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, for those who don't know, Joss Whedon, of course, the um, I, I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, you probably know, know who Joss yeah. Whedon is, but the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, among other things. And uh, I was uh, lucky enough to uh, get asked to host this Q and A with him mm. uh, for an event that I already had tickets for. So it was kind of you know. Did we was, get Did we get your tickets? Yes. Oh. No, no. 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 You got because what happened was when they asked me, "Will you do the event?" Um, and I said, oh, I do think I have something on that day. Oh, that's right, going to that event. And I imagine that happening with the AFL? What are you doing no. today? Oh, I'm going to uh, uh, watch the AFL Grand Final. Oh, we were hoping you could play centre half forward. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Brady's pulled out. Do you know the words to up there, Kazalu? <laughs> so they've um, they've rung me and said, can you do it? And I so I had the two tickets I'd bought, yeah. and then they gave me two like tickets 
as part of the like you know the deal for doing it. And which that's were a, closer. Yeah, and that's which the were closer. Thing. So yeah. you sat in those. That's ones. probably the best seat. Yeah. I've only been to the Opera House a few times. I've never had seats that good. It was really good. I've never had seats that good for something that was actually visually uninspiring. Like you want to have good seats when you're going to see like a like a, like a concert with a light show or yeah. a play or something like that. Yeah. I had the best seats to see two guys sitting on a couch talking. talking. <laughs> One guy that you sit near all the time. Yeah, and listen to talk. Yeah, listen to talk all the time. I was just like hanging out with him, but he's further away. <laughs> And at least he's not telling that stupid story about the guy <laughs> in the valley who watched Glasshouse in prison. Yeah. So we were lucky enough, Charlie, Justin and I, to go to lunch with no, Josh. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't go. No. I, oh, did I say Charlie? Charlie and I, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Justin, no, did I say Charlie? Did I say you said Charlie, Justin and I. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Did, uh, I think I said, you said, Charlie. we, Charlie, yeah. were lucky enough. Yes. All right, yeah. sorry, my fault. So, or, uh, oral, uh, that's, that's a, the post-traumatic stress from uh, oral rape, <laughs> oral anecdote rape. I now hear, mishear words, the yeah. order of words. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gibney, and today I'd like to talk to you about oral audible anecdote rape. <laughs> She'll do it, too. She'll, she will be in there, and I will believe it. Or, as we like to call it, R. <laughs> I was wondering I could see your mind ticking over I was like why is he taking so long to say oral audio right he's of an acronym I mean, right out of town. I could see your mind ticking over Jesus Christ if it was like a Warner Brothers cartoon like Steam would have been like Ooh. he's done okay very it's good even will. worse if it's done to you by a pirate yeah. <laughs> Arr. Arr. there I was on the seven seas oh no shut up <laughs> So there was about uh, 2,000 people at this gig and you guys had pretty good seats, but I didn't know where you were sitting and that will uh, be a fact that will become important later in this podcast. Yes. But we were lucky enough to go to lunch with Joss Whedon first. So it was uh, myself and Justin and Joss and uh, Danielle, the girl who was who organised the gig. And mm. we, we all went out for this lunch and it was yeah. it was a bit nerve-wracking. You're meeting someone who's like a bit of a hero and that you've always sort of admired. You know, and, and someone who also uh, does something that you'd love to do. Mm. You know, like, right, you know, seven Grow seven, a ginger five. beard. Oh, oh no, yeah, sorry. No, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and so therefore, uh, and he was really lovely. He was really nice, you know, and it was uh, one of those things where, uh, you know, you, you wanted to hang out and uh, and then it gets to a point where you think, you know what, I kind of, uh, I want to impress. I want to see if he likes the same people that yeah. I like. And of so yeah. early on, I'd mentioned a writer called Grant Morrison and... Uh, he, he How'd really, that go down? It went well, and we, yeah. we bonded, and there was really a, well. Yeah, right. like in, in fact, in that way that I was like, "Hang on, yeah. I brought Justin along, <laughs> and bonding more, more with him." Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'm talking to Danielle, who was lovely, but she's organising the gig, and she didn't write Buffy. The, the good thing yeah. about the good thing about saying Grant Morrison is it suggests you're more than just a surface comic book reader, because I think the doubt. easy go to would be like Alan Moore or Frank Miller. Like yeah, that's what yeah. that's what like a guy's just gone on Wikipedia and typed in comic books <laughs> and gotten those two guys. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've gone hardcore with the fandom, and uh, yeah. you know it was really lovely, and we really connected and I'm for a moment I'm thinking you we're going to be best friends we're going to live in his castle in LA I'm, I'm going to be in the Avengers <laughs> I don't want to jump to conclusions but I'm going to be Ant-Man and then I don't have to do any CGI like, that's what's going to I love that Charlie thinks he lives in a castle. Yeah. No, that was me being Justin thinks he, thinks oh, he lives in a castle. I love that imaginary Justin thinks he lives in a castle. Anyway, so then we're sitting there. Now, uh, I don't know if you've talked about this on the podcast. Uh, I've heard a few, but uh, Will and I are mad for Christopher Nolan. I think there may be only one person we love more than Joss Whedon, and that's Christopher Nolan. Right, Charlie? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I can. What? Are you, well, I don't know why you're pointing. At oh, me. I was pointing at you because we've actually recorded an episode of this uh, where we talked solely about the movie Inception. Oh yeah, right. But we, we recorded it straight after the one we recorded last last week. week. Yeah. But oh. it's never go- like so. We spent the entire podcast talking about Inception. Yeah. But that podcast in its current form is probably never going to go to air. You know what? Because we didn't have the microphone <laughs> soon. <laughs> You know what? I was actually, I was actually thinking though, like if you know, ma- maybe is it maybe is a Christmas bonus over yeah. like when we have a break, yeah. Yeah. I'll upload it just as like you know one of the lost episodes. Oh, like good idea! Star Trek it could be like a free that. gift for the people who download this free podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's for it's a dollar sixty. It's for connoisseurs of bad sound recording all across the planet. Yeah, do you like interesting conversations recorded badly? <laughs> then have we got a podcast for you? Here comes the magic. So, uh, so we're sitting there with uh, with Joss, and like I've already bonded over Grant Morrison. Will's made some funnies, and uh, has you know he's made Joss laugh. And there's nothing better than making someone that you think's pretty cool laugh. I don't think there's anything better than that, as it, coming from a comedian's point of view. Anyway, so I thought I'll bring up Christopher Nolan. I said, "Oh yeah, Will and I, are massive fans. Like I got to Singapore. They said, what do you want to do?' I said, "I'm going to see Inception." They said, "You're in a new country," and I said, "Yeah, but I've been wanting to see that movie for a year, and I've only been wanting to come here for three weeks. How do you feel about that?" <laughs> then I went and watched it with Ken and his subtitles and went, oh, there's a way I wasn't expecting. <laughs> anyway, so I bring up Christopher Nolan, right? And Will and I are like giving each other the nod as if to say, yeah, yeah, He's this is it. cool. And he says, oh, I'm not really into him. Huh. And I was like, I said, oh, no, 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 I was talking about Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to have misheard me. Christopher Nolan. <laughs> the guy that, you know, did Inception and The Dark Knight. Well, this is the thing. He, he said, which is a common thing. Some people don't like the movie The Prestige. Yeah. and we're spoke- I'm, I'm one of those people. Yeah. And Justin has been unfortunate enough, uh, or fortunate enough, depending on your perspective. No, I'm into it. To see me. <laughs> Sorry. That was a great <laughs> off mic edition. No, I'm into it. Has seen, Justin has seen me do, and this is the only movie. Oh, no, there's two movies I'll do it for. Uh, but this is. Um, the second one's The Departed. The Departed, that's yeah. right. There's nothing 17 better. minutes in it, when the, yeah. uh, the opening music happens, and the thing. 17 minutes, 17 opening minutes. titles. I love it. Seriously. It is Brilliant. one of my favourite things is to get. Be at a party. I don't know if this says that I'm 37, but one of my favourite things is to be at a party and say to someone who doesn't know, hey, uh, just go up and ask Will what the prestige is about. And then I just come back two hours later and I go, it's an experience, isn't it? I I once got really stoned and stood what? next to stood next to the TV while the, the prestige was on and stood next to it and did a DVD commentary of the entire film to Justin. It was amazing. <laughs> explaining wow. why yeah. I love that film. That's actually not a bad idea. Live DVD commentary. We, we've, we've talked about doing this. Oh, you this. have talked about this. Yeah. Oh, was that Inception? Did you plant that in my mind? Well, that's uh, that's how good the movie is, and that's what we've learned from that movie. But no, here's the thing: we brought it up with Josh. Hang on, should we, yeah. we maybe we don't want to talk about it in case. No, no, we can talk idea. about it. Let's talk no. about it. Well, well, because then, we, then what's out there? This is like copyright. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, any, uh, so anyway, Will and I had this idea that we would uh, record these things, which would be a comedian's commentary. And what you do is uh, we'd say, right, we're, we've got the Departed here. Uh, put in the DVD, press play. And as you can see, it's uh, this logo, and we begin. And then we talk about the movie, and what you can do is you can download it, and you can listen to that while watching the movie. I think I think Kevin Smith did that for uh, for Clerks too, or, or that's maybe his own movie. That's Zach his and Mary. movie. Yeah, we're, right. We're doing it for anyone's movie. Yeah, yeah. we haven't made a movie. We're equal opportunity. Yeah, we're sluts. That's actually not a bad idea. Maybe we should we could do that as a separate podcast. Well, the one we'll we were going to do it for, this is the one we planned that we were going to do the first one for. So maybe we should do this. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a cult film, so it's an easy film to go and get. Was Predator. 
Yeah. We decided we were going to do DVD commentary for Predator because we were stoned one night watching Predator and what? making funny jokes. Yeah, and it we was thought really that, good. And we did it for the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a great idea. We should definitely do another podcast that we can record bad sound on. All right. That, why don't we maximise our opportunities to disappoint our I audience? I want to do it behind a wall. I want it to be the, the, yeah. the end to a Cordrazine song. And you think, what? what's happened to my D- uh, to my iPod? I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd like it to, the sound on... I'd like us to rig it up some way so the, the sound on the Predator movie we're watching is really good <laughs> but, but our sound, we're just like annoying guys behind you going in this next video no one will make it to the chopper yeah <laughs> well, you know what we should do is we should like configure the sound so it sounds like we're guys sitting three rows back at the movies those annoying guys and we'll eat chips and shit and our mobile phones oh, will ring and stuff well, during you know, you know, I would... oh, she didn't even give me a blowjob mate. it's bloody bullshit I paid for dinner and everything I bought her a bag of hot chips and she didn't even suck me off and shit mate bogan commentary <laughs> I took it to McDonald's and I said, hey, I love you. Upsize, upsize. <laughs> the entire commentary, they don't reference the film once. It's just complaining about the lack of sex they've been getting. All the annoying joy of going to the movies with other people. <laughs> but in the comfort of your home. Yeah. I went and saw the movie The Expendables with Tom Gleeson. And uh, for those who don't know, it's it's all the old action stars. Sylvester Sloan. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger turns up. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Jason Rourke. Statham. Jean-Claude Van Damme. No. Uh, no. No, he famously turned a roll down. Turned it down. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Yes. Dolph Lundgren's awesome. in it. Jet Li. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. So they can't, what they're trying to do is merge like the action heroes, the old and the new. And we've, oh my God, I'm going to say it again. We have talked about this before, Will. Yeah. But remember we were saying how like action heroes, I think, since, well, Sylvester Stallone actually said in an interview when Tim Burton's Batman came out, that was the death knell for action, that kind of action hero, because as soon as you can put muscles in a suit, yeah, right. negates the need for you to be Don't at the gym. Real muscles. Yeah, yeah real exactly. Muscles. And then I'd and say, he believes that now. So and, I'd, and I'd push it further and say when the Matrix became a huge hit, and that's like when like nerdcore sort of yeah, really yeah, took yeah. over. And so this film is meant also to be when a- you didn't need to do martial arts anymore. Because yeah. guys like oh, that's right. you know, Jet yeah. Li or like uh, Jackie Chan or those sort of guys, or John claude Van Damme, they could all actually do, do martial arts. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you don't, like Keanu now Reeves is not like a martial yeah. arts guy. You just do a little bit of that and a little bit of CGI and bang. Well, uh, I went and saw The Expendables with uh, with Tom Gleason, and uh, we were talking all the way through the movie to each other. You know, every time Sylvester Stallone's running, you're just leaning over going, he's someone's grandfather. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's also a movie that's directed by an actor, Sylvester Stallone, because there's so many close-ups, but everyone's had so much surgery. Yeah. You're going, stop with the close-ups. That, that's killing me, That's the right? thing about Sly that I I couldn't sort of get my head around with the new Rambo and the new Rockies he brought out because they were kind of these like uh, nostalgic, like nostalgic revisits of these characters that were very, yeah. a lot of people feel very fondly about. But in both films, not once did he address the fact that his face looks completely different <laughs> yeah. and he's obviously had plastic surgery. Yeah. And I thought there's a really great opportunity for him in the Rocky film because yeah. it, it's not. Like, It'll beyond be... the realms of possibility that a boxer has had reconstructive, reconstructive surgery. surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rambo would have been a little harder yeah. <laughs> to explain why a guy's been living... Oh, you've a... been uh, living... Oh, that's, <laughs> that's John Howard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Howard is Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rocky is John Howard uh, on the roids. First blood. Uh, you know what the tragedy... <laughs> I can't believe your slay is John Howard. It's like Tony Martin has that that, that joke that like certain impersonations are just like a a twist and it becomes another impersonation. Like John Howard is only like to become sly. And also like uh, John Howard is only a new from Max Walker. (laughs) Oh, big Maxie Walker. And then it's like, oh, good John Howard. (laughs) (laughs) So basically sound like you're severely retarded. 
That's what it sounds like. You know, uh, the tragedy of Sylvester Stallone is that he was the next Marlon Brando stuck mm. in the body of Sylvester Stallone. Right, because you you tweeted the other day about Rocky, and oh. and you were and I could, there's like there's like a series of tweets where you're saying watching Rocky, it's great, just yeah. finished Rocky, so inspired, going to the gym, yeah. yay Rocky, yeah, and it's like so you obviously had this kind of. And the great thing about Rocky is if you go back and watch it, there's I think there's about eight minutes of boxing in it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's actually a really, it's a really gorgeous love story. And he's yeah. amazing in it. Yeah. Won an Academy Award. Yeah. yeah. Screenwriting. Yeah. It's actually, there's a very famous, if you YouTube it, because uh, he was nominated for Best Actor that year. Yeah. And he gives one of the most clearly <laughs> disgusted visible reactions when he doesn't win Best Actor. Like, you know, everyone tries to do the polite clap. You just see him just bang his fist yeah. through his thigh. He knew. he knew. That was it. That was his moment one chance. to, to yeah. get that. They're not, they're not, they're, next year, they're all going to realise this isn't a character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing how he's channeled the voice of a you know slightly what? retarded person to write this script and act in this... Oh, Absolutely bastard. true. <laughs> have you guys seen... Uh, have you seen Scott, Scott, Pil- Scott yeah. Pilgrim? It's funny, um, yeah, that film hasn't done very well, and there's been this huge backlash against Michael Sarah for much of the same reasons that people have run with Slight. Justin same, said it to me today. The same character. Yeah. But what I don't understand about that criticism is there are certain actors you love because yeah. they are the same actor. Bruce yeah. Willis, Harrison yeah. Ford, you know. Without a doubt. But, but uh, I like Michael Sarah. I, I, see, Justin said that exact thing to me today about Scott Pilgrim, because I'm really looking forward to seeing Because we were talking about uh, Joss Whedon's doing The Avengers and Edgar Wright, who did Scott Pilgrim, is mm. doing Ant-Man. Yeah. And so we were talking about it and how much I, because I, I love Edgar Wright, like, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead Spaced. and like Spaced. And we had him on the radio a couple of times and he was always just funny and delightful. Yeah. And even the short he did for the start of um, the, you know, when Tarantino and Rodriguez did uh, the yeah, uh, Grindhouse films, films uh, and they did all the like, yeah, it's great. Really yeah. funny. Like, um, and you said that your problem was Michael Sarah. Well, there, two, there were two problems. One was I've uh, read the graphic novels and I, I just think mm. for a movie, it would have been better just to have three evil exes rather than seven because yeah. it just it kind of it became but would too people have complained about that people have gone I don't like, yeah you know uh, my friend who came along just said it became just one fight scene after another yeah see Gemma's Je- the same I'm, I'm like you I've read the comics and yeah. so there is a joy as a comic book reader to see scenes recreated in film yeah. but there is that thing Watchmen had the same issue when you're yeah. too slavishly devoted to the original it's like yeah. Well, I can read the comic I've book, and it's that. much better, and it's yeah. so much more complex. Yeah, and, and also, uh, you know, it just kind of gave short shift to some really cool characters. That uh, anyway, you know, it's, it's a comedy, and I'm talking about it as if I'm I know, like it's Margaret and Kane. David. You know, but the other thing is Michael Cera. For me, it's just it's uh, he's just it's dead in the jokes. Do you know what I mean? What yeah. he used to do so beautifully is just like ah, oh, yeah. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's only because you know his tricks it. now. It's because you know his tricks. It's I love like, it. I, I, come no, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I like I, it with Jim Carrey. Like, you know, I can watch a Jim Carrey movie and enjoy the same... You know, yeah, Bill I mean, Ferrell. I, I don't know... I can't explain to you why he makes me laugh, yeah, but he makes me laugh all the time. I was like, somebody said to me the other day at the gym, they were like, uh, explain to me Will Ferrell. Why yeah. is he funny? And Ted Robinson, who produced The Glass House, he always had a great expression. He said, you know what you are? You're workman funny you know what a joke is you can write a joke you can produce a joke but you're not funny you just know how to do funny he said this to you yeah no, yeah. no it's true though yeah. I mean it's, it's 100% true I'm not funny in my real life I just funny for work yeah hopefully you know but like I try to be funny for work funny looking in real life yeah, yeah. but Will Ferrell and this is the expression he used and I loved it was Will Ferrell brings funny to the table yeah. Like he arrives funny. Yeah. Then yeah. you can also give him a script or give him something else that will add to that. But he's already funny. 
Yeah. He, he arrives with this presence and expectation that he's going to be funny. Yeah. So if you give him half a funny thing, yeah. Yeah. it will be funny. I was saying to Justin earlier, the reason I think Will Ferrell always is good is he is 100% committed to whatever choice he uh-huh. makes. And even if it is a bad choice, because even if you make a bad choice as an actor, if you commit 100%, at some stage you keep plowing away at yeah. it, you're going to find something. Totally. And he's got the confidence and the imagination and the flexibility to sort of go with it. If you go on YouTube and you type in Will Ferrell bloopers, there's a great series where you know someone has just got all these films and put together his outtakes. And there's an outtake from Eastbound and Down yeah. where he does a guestie. And he's obviously been given this monologue that he has to do. These two guys are, are staring. Danny McBride and uh, Craig Robinson are staring each other off. And he's there trying to sort of like, you know, urge them on to fight. He's playing this like evil kind of Southern character. And he starts improvising this story about how a fight always excites him and, and makes him tingle in his plums, his fresh plums <laughs> that he gets from a Sunday market and hands out to the school children. And he keeps like, you can see yeah. the two actors have to hold yeah. like focus and just be staring at each other. And you can see them trying not to break. Yeah. And like it goes on for 10 minutes and it's him just adding more and more like ridiculous elements to this analogy that goes nowhere. And he does, well, he breaks a couple of times, but he commits, he goes 100%. Yeah. And if you saw it out of context and you didn't know that he was a comedian, it could be like a drama. Like he was that fucking committed to it and that serious about making this thing work. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the best example of that for me is that, um, you know, John, he does a lot of stuff with John C. Riley, obviously. Mm. And they were on Rove one night. Yeah, for Talladega Nights. Yeah. And uh, Stephen Hooker, the Australian uh, pole vaulter, oh, pole vaulter yeah. who'd won the gold medal yeah. at the Olympics, was on. And he was on next. And Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, who are massive Hollywood stars, who on a show like Rove, mm. like, I mean, obviously a big show for our country, but they would be in the like top 10 stars guests that show would ever have. On any talk show, yeah. Yeah, on, yeah and that's right. If they yeah. went on Letterman, they're yeah, big guests. The yeah, it doesn't. There'd be no musical act. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So they have come out dressed. As Steve Hooker. Yeah, it's They're both in Australian... Like, they've gone to the effort of going... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll get Australian tracksuits, a pole vault, and that's commitment. That's yeah. like someone yeah. going, we're going to do something that is memorable and is a yeah. bit... And, like, they don't need to do that. No. It's Will Ferrell. Yeah. yeah. He could be, like, doing blow-off tie hookers 30 seconds before he went on air yeah. and just yeah. walk out and people would be like... Well done, Will. Yeah, Mate, Coca-Cola is, is the number one soft drink in the country and they spend more on advertising than anyone. I thought you would know that. Uh, being the host of the World Transfer. <laughs> Thank you, good night. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, Hang on, I saw I went and saw The Expendables. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With, uh, with Tom Gleason and we were talking all the way through going oh look at Sly he's, he's, he's someone's grandfather blah 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 and there's one point in the movie because the movie is just action, action scene after action scene and it's just constant noise it's <laughs> that's just, what he would say it's, it's, oh, I thought you just stubbed your toe no, yeah, yeah, Adrian right, yeah. when I leave my glasses so, is this John Howard or uh... I'm so confused so you're sitting there and it's, it's this, the noise is like a, a Phil Spector wall of sound that's oh. hitting you. And then out of nowhere, the Beautiful. movie just goes quiet for a second. Yeah. You realise everyone in the cinema was talking. And it was one of those movies uh, where you just talk all the way through yeah. it while you're watching. They had that... I, I was like saying to each other, what's the subtext of this particular scene? Did you notice how they keep using the colour teal? I think that <laughs> uh, represents how Dolph Lundgren feels about his career. <laughs> it's a subliminal message. Yeah, teal. Uh, Michael Chamberlain and I, uh, you know, TV's Michael Chamberlain. Good idea. It's um, <laughs> a good Michael Chamberlain. It's better than your John Howard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went. We went to. We were big. We went to high school together, and we were big Rocky fans. And so when yeah. the 
the new Rocky came out a couple of years ago, we made a point of going to see it. Yeah. And it was a similar thing as your audience experience where that crowd was so fucking keen to see a Rocky. Like they cheered when the theme started, when his yeah. name came up. And they were also talking and like, get like calling out during the fight. And if there's one thing we've learned from a Rocky film, he's got to do okay in the fights. You don't have yeah, to yeah, get yeah. too emotionally involved. But the greatest- Plus, you supporting won't help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That Either way. Even oh, if you guys are silent or you, you know support. What? I went and saw the new Rocky movie and I was like sitting in the seventh row. I didn't call out once and he lost. I, <laughs> I feel like I, I really fucked it up. Oh, what did, I, did you say? I saw on Tuesday he kicked his ass. <laughs> oh, I feel really bad about myself now. That film has the best, uh, has the best misuse of subtext where... Uh, during the fight, they use the commentators in the film who are commentating the fight to convey, to literally spell out the subtext. So as Rocky's boxing, they're like, Rocky Balboa, a former champion who needs one more shot at redemption, fighting a young hotshot who needs a lesson in humility. Like, seriously. That's all. So the commentators in the film are actually commentating for you in case you weren't following In case you just came in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that line came out too. Oh no, things aren't looking good for Rocky if he doesn't get back up off the ground his son's never gonna love him again <laughs> wow these commentators they're really inside they should go one step further and say this is Sylvester Stallone's one last grab at box office glory can he be the biggest star of a four decades yeah. we all knew that uh, Copland should have gotten him back to the top but it didn't quite work out so go Sylvester Rocky oh man have you seen Copland yeah, yeah. I like Copland yeah. don't you reckon though that is the most obvious grab at uh, like credibility like he oh, he radiates yeah. I'm doing serious acting that is certainly oh. his like and, and Robin Williams does it every few years when the like, beard. He, he makes a lot of um uh, yeah, really good comedy. Yeah, his beard films. Uh, when yeah. he's got a beard, you know, it's a serious yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah so I've, I've got the beard on. Uh, I've uh, Things haven't gone well for a while. Oh, Bicentennial no. Man didn't go quite as well as I would have liked. I've grown myself a beard wow. and I'm doing some credibility stuff. Yeah. And that, uh, but I thought, he, I thought like, he was good you know, it? I did put on weight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that classic Tropic Thunder joke, but it's like, you know, you got to be disabled. Go full retard. Or you go yeah. full retard. Yeah. But no, he, he put on weight. That's the big thing. Yeah, yeah. You, you put and on you know, for a, guy like, and, and for a guy like him, he's obviously very body conscious, I reckon. And his Completely whole image right. is built yeah. around yeah. this. That well, would have been a huge, I, I think, huge thing. I think he said in interviews that uh, he thought things would have gone better from that. And he went to so much trouble to, you know, get out of yeah. shape. That when things didn't really kick off, he went, oh, well, never again. Guess what I'm going to do, Rocky, Rambo, Expendables, go. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, that like that would have just been, he would have been like so excited that that might be his direction. Because yeah. imagine how, A, much more credibility he would have, but B, how much less work he'd have to put in. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. if people were like, oh, you're really credible when you're fat. Awesome. <laughs> uh, hello, fitness first. I won't be coming in again. Yeah, don't, yeah. That's awesome. Hello, fitness first. Well, you know Sly now with The Expendables that opened at number one, he's yeah. the only star in history to have a film open up at number one in five decades. 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties. Yeah. And what, are we, what are these, the teens? What do you call this this decade? Whatever it is. The twins. The twins. The twins? The 90s. Oh, it would have been like Demolition Man or, oh, or, yeah. or Cliffhanger. I reckon. Demolition Man is a good film. Cliffhanger though. is awesome. I love Love Cliffhanger. John it? Lithgow is a fucking underrated actor. He's oh, yeah. underrated well, I, Ben Mendelsohn in Cliffhanger, right? Is no, ben that, Mendelsohn? no, that's, that's the other that's one. K two. It's oh. another. It's another ice, a climbing sure? film. Yeah, he's not in. He's no, not in Demolition no. Man. Uh, in uh, Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. No, he's in another mountain climbing. Are you movie. sure? Who are you talking to? Yeah, you? no, no, he's in other things. <laughs> the human IMDb. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Demolition Man. Mm. I went to see Demolition Man at the uh, Tugranong Cinema in what? Canberra. What? Tug one out cinema. Tugranong. Uh, and Tuggers, as painful. it was called, yeah. uh, had a sizzler. 
Oh, things are looking up already. Yeah, me starting my, the night and start. Me and my mate Vanessa Stoikov, who I live with at university. Yeah. Um, Vanessa Stoikov and I went to see. Uh, this is what we did. This was our day. Uh, we went to see Demolition Man on the day it opened. Yeah. Wow. Because we yeah. loved the previews so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We were like, we've got to go and see this. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. I'm, I'm there. there. I'm so there. I'm there. So we went and saw it. We loved it so much yeah. that we were like, you know what we should do? We should go and see it again. Wow. What time's it on again? And it was on in 45 minutes from then. And we thought, you know what we should do? Go to Sizzler. We went to see Demolition Man, then went to Sizzler for 45 minutes, then went back and saw Demolition Man again. How much did you eat in 45 minutes? Ah, plenty. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly all you can eat was. What was the the Sizzler deal? Was that an all you can eat? All you can eat. Yeah, I remember remember they started opening up. $11 all you can eat. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How do they make money? $13, you could have the shrimp. Wow. Out of control. Yeah. My friend, they, they opened, didn't make money. They all went out of business. Yeah, yeah I know. So that's what I say. I remember one of those opened up when I was a teenager because all my mates got jobs there. And I remember they had... Um, they had Turns the, out there's no economical way you can make an all-you-can-eat restaurant work. But if you're out there and thinking of opening one tonight, we'll give it a crack. <laughs> I love that concept of all-you-can-eat. Because I, 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 I haven't done it yet. Oh, I've, no, I've ne- I don't think I've ever been to an all-you-can-eat restaurant stoned. I reckon that would possibly lead to my death because I get the munchies <laughs> big time. If I could go to a place, because it's that kind of food you want to eat when you're stoned as well. Yeah. It's like ice cream and mud yeah. cake and just like Chocolate bad ice. food, pasta, that kind of stuff. I reckon I could eat myself to death. Just, Justin and I actually have Whoa. quite a horrible habit <laughs> and reputation for when we're on tour because Justin tours with me mm. uh, that we will destroy. And in mm. fact, we'll walk across town to a different hotel. <laughs> yeah. To destroy a breakfast buffet. Yeah, it's uh, look. If 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 there if there was a category in the Olympics where you could go for gold at a, at a breakfast buffet, Will and I would be like the the awesome force. Usain we'd Bolt. Get, we'd get gold in five Olympics. You know what I love? It be like Justin actually like because I hang on the, just just to, to il- illustrate it a bit. Yeah. So you're talking like the full buffet where you can get like eggs yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, and muesli maybe yeah. homemade omelettes at and some of the do you guys ones. do you guys have a strategy yeah well this yeah. is what I was going to okay, say because right. I'm quite limited being vegetarian yeah anyway. so there's like not so much of a like you know that I can do yeah um, one day in Tasmania <laughs> we walked to five separate hotels yeah. to find the best breakfast buffet. So yeah. that's... You didn't eat at five. You just... No, just, no, okay. but we were trying to find the one that did some re- the, recon. Yeah, yeah. We did some recon. Yeah, uh, you're a professional. Yeah. <laughs> we were both sitting there in dark glasses in a cafe across the road. Yeah. One of you taking photos with a camera <laughs> while pretending to read through a newspaper. <laughs> they have a fresh croissant bar! <laughs> it's the plot for MI4. <laughs> uh, surveillance van outside. The Hilton just like, yep, What's looks that? like they've got baguettes. Yeah. Yeah. There's an omelette chef. <laughs> That's the best one. When they have an omelette oh, chef, that is yeah. my best one. Two yeah. thumbs up. But Justin will say, and I admire this, mm. I, I go straight to delicious things because I always worry that I'll get too full and I won't enjoy the, the things that I want the most. Yeah. Yeah. Even if so, it's bad for you. Even if it's bad for me. Yeah. So I always go to the thing that is there that I think I will enjoy the most. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, on the other hand, starts like someone who's on a health kick. Yeah. You mm-hmm. always do fruit yeah. and like Muesli. breakfast cereal. Yeah. Like you yeah. really start on the, because yeah. there's that, you know, there's that area yeah. for the people who don't, are on a diet. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put butter on my toast. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. right. 
Yeah. You go there first. Birch, yeah. Birch and Muesli. Yeah. That that area just gets my hand as I walk past yeah, it. Totally. I don't even yeah, go near yeah. that area. Same. You've never been there. Yeah. But I, I start healthy and it's like what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to trick my body into <laughs> the amount of food I'm about to stick in there because I kind of... It's like, thanks, it. hemo, fruit, vitamins. Yeah. Oh, and grain, well, that'll help me digest. And yeah. now it's like, here's some ice cream and pancakes. Yeah, while it's thinking about yeah. it, I'm like going, oh, go, go over here, you full avocado <laughs> on a pig. You know, and I just go for it. Just, Justin's wrapped a full avocado in bacon and dipped it in the maple sauce from the pancakes. This isn't fattening. That's always my question. I've already, had, I've already had muesli. It should be fine. This will be fine. What's this the so what, through. what's the most like what's what's the uh, there must be a number one uh, uh, buffet that you've destroyed. What was that? Do you remember in was it Darwin? It was somewhere in North Queensland. There was that. I think it was Darwin. There was that amazing breakfast yeah, buffet where we said yeah. we were going to write a blog about it. Oh, that's right. We were <laughs> it was so good. We were going to. Yeah. Oh, in fact, this was our plan. We went there twice. Yeah, we went there twice, and we enjoyed this buffet so much that we decided we were going to write a blog. But it was going to be like one of those restaurant blogs where we would rate buffets <laughs> around the world, yeah. and that would be like. And the great thing would be because we had this blog, we would be able to go to as many buffets as we want. The yeah, Devon name for the blog. Buffet blog. Uh, Buffet the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> hey. See? Thematic, considering today's podcast. Which brings us back. <laughs> oh, my All God. All right, so we should get back to th- yeah. this point. So uh, he freaked us out. So we went to the Joss Whedon Q&A. Right, yeah. And we asked him about Christopher Nolan. Yes. Yeah. Right. And as... Because we thought this was the great end. This is our yeah. great bonding moment we've with already, the great Joss Whedon. We've already bonded well. Yeah. He's been lovely. Yeah. It's been really interesting. Really but I funny. kind of feel like we need one more thing to get us across the line to an, an intimacy. Just one thing. Yeah, and Just, this is it. Christopher Nolan. This it's is the it. safest card to play. You know what he is? He's populist, but he makes you think. He's exactly. perfect. I He's the him. perfect movie maker. You're a comic book nerd who's made the ultimate comic book movie. It's a marriage made yeah. in heaven. Well, I'm going to say something out loud. Here it is. The only person, the only probably writer who I've loved more than Joss Whedon. Right. So, like, you know, really, it's, you know, my two favourite, like, you know, I'm about to share yeah, my love. It's like you've my... got peanut butter yeah. and jam yeah. on this side, and you're going to put those two Hang together, on. and it's going to taste like a cinematic treat. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's like you're hanging out with David Bowen, and you go, Mick Jagger's pretty good, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I fucked him. <laughs> you fucked Joss Whedon? <laughs> oh, I'm no, sorry, the analogy confused me. No, no, anyway. um, so, uh, so we've said, you know, Christopher Nolan, yeah. he's gone. Yeah, I'm not not really uh, into him. And we were like, what? He, uh, he didn't cr- say, wait, what? Yeah, no, <laughs> it, was, leave, it was like that. You leapt across the table. I said it Security actually, had you to know drag I, you off No, him. no, I said it actually. Christopher Nolan is a saint. No. Amy is a saint. I will smash you. No, I said, I actually said it in such a high-pitched note that no one at the table moved, but six but, dogs yelled out, fucking stop it. And it was like... It was anyway, and he said, "Yeah, you know, like I go to see his movies, and I, you know, I'm kind of into it at the time, and then it finishes, and I go, ah, oh, ah, oh, I didn't really enjoy that. That wasn't that wasn't. That's good. an interesting. That's, that's an interesting critique. Yeah, yeah it is because an interesting. Critique. But you know what? That's kind of like we and in this podcast that no one's heard, but we spoke about you. You were talking about how you liked Inception, but then afterwards you were like, hang on, I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I think he had that similar thing. So that's yeah. an understandable perspective yeah. and, to have. And, yeah. and from my point of view, it, it's. Uh, is about when I see a film that is loaded as as densely as a Christopher Nolan film is, yeah. I forget to sit back and enjoy it and start trying to deconstruct it on the spot. And so that's why I come out and I say to Will, hang on, what was going on here? Because I feel like I'm dumb 
because I don't get films with twists. We've talked about this before, definitely. So I'm trying to kind of like, all right, I know a trick's about to happen. So I need to work out what's going on, what's going on. And while that's all going, I'm not just sitting back and enjoying the experience of the film. It's it's his fault for being too smart. (laughs) Not me for being too dumb. No. Well, so, you know, so, but, you know, that's okay. And then he yeah, said... Yeah, we were both cool with that. We were both yeah. like, oh, well, that's an understandable reaction to have yeah. to something. And then, then he mentioned the prestige. Yeah. And Which is okay. I know I have a pet love of the best of prestige that not necessarily... I love it. Yeah. Every... Well, I mean, I know, because you've yeah. had to listen to me talk about it. <laughs> I'm into it. I enjoy it. Right? But he said he didn't really like that. And it was a little bit... Oh, that... Yeah, but that's okay. I can understand okay, that. There's okay. people I admire who don't like the prestige. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I can roll with that. And, yeah. then, and then he said the Dark Knight. And I, I find it hard to say this. I thought, I really well, I thought what he was about to say was, but The no, Dark, Dark Knight, Knight. Oh. is the greatest comic book movie isn't, of all time. Isn't that just amazing? And, and everybody would agree. Yeah. Even he... Neighbourhood Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. We keep talking. But the <laughs> steady was like... A, yeah, and the Dark Knight, I just was a bit dull. And mm. I nearly had a nervous break. We couldn't look at each other. Yeah. We were sitting minutes. next to each other and we couldn't look at each other because Justin had that thing, like, and we talked about it afterwards, where yeah. he just thought I was going to hit the guy that is my second favourite writer of all time. I know. That I was going to smash him in the face. I thought I was going to hit Will if he didn't hit him. <laughs> yeah. He was closer. I was freaking out. But, and I really liked him. Do you be, are you... You often, I know you're just joking, but you will often tweet because you do movie reviews. You'll say, mm. I just saw Inception. Yeah. If your friends don't like this, then, you know, you don't, they shouldn't be your friends. That's yeah, how, that's yeah. how, that, oh, yeah. Look, you know, I know. It's, it's, but, it's jokes. But you know, like when you're a young, angry, you know, when we're at uni and you yeah. had that fucking, you're full of briol and stuff. And if someone didn't like movies, it's just like, what? And you would argue, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. this band and that band and movies and movies. I will wa- I Are you will still wonder. Like I'm I much will... more mellow about that. I used to be uh, so hardcore about, depend, you know, Depends on the movie. I, I will wonder about someone. If someone says to me they don't really like Inception, I go, well, that doesn't mean you're a bad person, but maybe somewhere intrinsically we shouldn't hang out. Yeah. It puts a question mark. <laughs> I do think that. It's just a question mark. Yeah. And then later when they do something that really offends you, you're like, I knew it. Yeah. Inception. I knew it from Inception. From the Would, Inception. Yeah. In a, if, if, hypothetically, in a relationship, if uh, is there any film or band that a potential partner, if they told you they hated it, would be impossible for you to go out with them? It would be pretty hard if uh, uh, my partner hated David Bowie. Right. I, I just couldn't cope with that. I actually just could not. I can't even understand that. If she's told you, I, I just don't get it. Uh, yeah, you know what? It, it, no, you know what? If someone doesn't like it or doesn't get it, uh, that's fine. But if someone's vehement about it, oh, yeah, nah, David Bowie, what's he done? And I just have to go, well, uh, you know. Have you met people like that before? Without a doubt. People, about David Bowie? Oh, yeah, about all sorts uh, of things, you know. Oh, yeah, you know. People, sometimes when they don't like things, they, uh, you know, most people okay, don't just try say, to work out why they dislike it. is the girl it. of your dreams. Like... Beautiful, smart, funny Kate yep, Winslet, yep. right? Yeah. And she says, "Oh, David Bowie, blah 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 blah." Like I much blah, prefer Panorama. What am yeah. I? What am I? Now, if she said that to me, I'd still love her. I'd still marry. Her. I'd have one affair. But that would be. <laughs> and that, and, and that's what time, you get, Kate Winslet. Every time. That's for Bowie. Yeah. Every time she did. <laughs> As you're coming. This is for Bowie. You had sex with Ground Controls. <laughs> <laughs> Ground control, I'm gonna come. Oh, no, no. Just for the record, we're all miming rooting. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To this my, a, this to is my... a podcast, but we're all in Charlie's front bedroom miming yeah. pounding. Yeah, somewhere. all guys in our 30s. <laughs> to my imaginary wife, I'm never gonna She's not imagine. Kate Winslet exists, dude. <laughs> yeah, but she's definitely not my wife. But... <laughs> Anyway, you know, if she had six cracks at Bowie's, that would be a busy week for Hamo. That's all I'd say. I have no problem with people not liking what I'm into, but if they were into something that I really didn't like, that would be a problem. Like what? Ku Klux Klux Klan? The Nazis. (laughs) 
Well, that would be a problem. Yeah. But oh, I'll tell you what, that Hitler, I'll tell you what, he's got some good ideas. Oh, <laughs> look, he did some stuff wrong, but <laughs> you can't... Nobody's <laughs> perfect. Nobody's look, perfect. I have highlighted the pages of Mein Kampf that yeah. I think still yeah. relate. Yeah. Check this bit out. Um, no, it, like, but if they were into really into music that I was not fond of or something like that, I think that would actually be... I guess it depends on how much it intrudes on your life. Like, yeah. music is probably a good one because if you walk out and she's always playing, like, uh, the Goo Goo Dolls... <laughs> Like that is going to, but having said that, Gemma was not into sport at all. And yep. then when I met her, I said to her that yep. I'm a big Saints fan, and you've got to if do, if you love me, you got to love the fact that you know for six months of the year oh, yeah. I'm watching football every weekend. Yeah, and you know what? What it can't be a partner if they're not into what you're not into. That's fine, but you can't you can't not let your partner be into it. No, do well, you know what I mean. But like, here's the thing, though. But when Gemma and I when I told her that, she said absolutely not. As long as I air my lungs, there'll be no sport in my house and she said you can watch football on a little black and white television in a cupboard under the stairs that's as yeah. close so what I did that's is how I, I'd like to watch so it I had, quite nice so yeah, I, yeah. I, privacy with all your friends <laughs> I had to be smart about it I knew that I had to get if this was going to this relationship was going to progress I yeah. had to kind of get involved so I managed to get my hands on a couple of corporate tickets so that's you know when you go and you get the yeah. box and it's yeah. all catered so and you, it's, all, it's a bit dressy you know yeah. Gemma likes putting on a dress yeah. Yeah. so I took her to the corporate box and she's getting champagne and there's a few celebrities in the room all that kind of stuff so I'm like bingo <laughs> stage one complete <laughs> thank well then sta- Belgium, thank you stage two I started pointing out a few of the better-looking players in the team. I'm like, hey, look at James Gwill. He's muscular. Yeah. He's got a big afro. He's he not a bad-looking guy. He can I'm run. Not, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if I, was to, if I was to die, yeah. I approve of him. He's yeah. got a big you afro. You can fantasize him about him. Yeah. I'm not going to ask any questions. He's good with the leather ball. So, get hey, out. Charlie, I love your afro. What? <laughs> <laughs> so get in mind ticking over that. So now when it's on the TV, she's got a point of interest. So where's that yeah. guy with the afro? He's yeah. kind of cute. Yeah. So stage three, I got her into the members. So that's out of the corporate box, but out into the crowd. Yeah. So now, like, yeah, it's a bit scary because yeah, yeah. you're, you're amongst it, but yeah. it's still kind of classy. You got to Charlie's done the equivalent of he's trying to get anal sex into his relationship, <laughs> but he's, at this stage he said it slipped. That's right. <laughs> He doesn't quite. No, he doesn't no, no. Go. I have no idea how that happened. Yeah, no, know. at this stage. How did it feel? I'm usually very good did at Did you this. like it? I'd, no, I'd say at this stage it's more like I'm working the thumb and my <laughs> hand. <laughs> and my hand hasn't been knocked away yet. Yeah, That's right. where we're at. Yeah, you're like, yeah. The knock away <laughs> comes at the next stage. <laughs> when I took her in to see a game in the outer. And this is the outer at Telstra Dome, which is, which is if you've grown up going to suburban grounds, like the outer's yeah. bad. The outer at Telstra Dome is like still. Pretty good by suburb like standards when we were growing up, but I got to into the outer. Let's go class. The first right. thing that first thing that happened is she saw someone vomit on someone in a wheelchair. Oh, oh no. no! Are you serious? Oh, oh, so it was almost like the perfect the perfect inception almost. I almost got her there, but yeah. But she's accepted it now. Now she now she tolerates it. Like I think. Look, if, if I was to die suddenly, I don't think she'd keep watching games or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But it's got to a point where she appreciates How it. bad is this? My girlfriend loved Lost, and she loved it, she loved it, she loved it. And when time travel was introduced halfway through season five, she went, nah, had enough. I'm like, what do you mean I've had enough? She said, nah, nah, that's too much. And I'm like, oh, there's been smoke monsters. They good-looking people on a plane crashed and they survived. You've bought all of this and now you can't go. She said, no, nah, I'm not into time travel. And so... Into so time travel. It's, it's her pet peeve. She hates time travel stories, what? right? So anyway, so we... Anyway, I nearly broke up with her. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd break up. Back to the Future is the greatest film How ever can made. anyone not like time travel? There's only a season and a half to go. You've sat through the majority of it and now you're out. Anyway, I was wow. furious, right? But, I, you know, anyway, we got some counselling. We've stayed together, <laughs> right? So anyway, one of the funniest things ever is I'm going to spoil her 
spoiler alert if you're just watching uh, Felicity at the moment. But I don't know if you've ever watched Felicity. She was into it. She loved it. Oh, it's so great. This is fantastic. J.J. Abrams, two, th- two thumbs up. Anyway, right in the last three episodes, for no apparent reason, there's time travel. Felicity time travel. Nice shit. Yeah, and, and all I heard, I was in the room. What? I was, this is true. Yeah, the last three episodes. You know what happened? They got a they got the season of uh, episodes they had to do, and then they went, oh, it's 14 episodes. Oh, you know what? We need seventeen, and they went. Oh, uh, what should we do? Oh, we'll do a thing where you time, tra- where Felicity time okay. travels. Hang on, does she time travel, or no. is it just in is a it way like of time? Or no, she it... time travels and makes a different decision. Hang on, but does she time travel what? through the use of a device, I've or through, seen or it. she knocked out? No, no, and no. She... no. I've, Felicity, right. I've never seen it. But uh, it finishes with time travel. travel. I think I have to Google this. Is Look Felicity really the last three episodes? And because I know it happened, because I was in the office, and then I heard my girlfriend go, "No," because it turned into time travel. Just for the record, um, on another podcast, we talked about um, an animal that goes up your penis, and you have to masturbate to shoot it out. And it turns out that animal, well, we thought it didn't exist from Google, oh, but yeah. somebody hit me up on my Facebook page the other day to say that when we were doing the glass house, yeah, we t- did a story about a guy who got a leech in his penis and had to masturbate to shoot the leech out of his uh, penis. Yeah, right. So that's what you. So that's about. what I was talking. I'm gonna cut this out well so don't you'll never be vindicated out. don't cut this out google it and know. don't cut this out it's really interesting this is interesting this well, is did you find felicity time travel it's just googling right okay now. Yeah. all right and so a guy at my comic shop the comics are us on uh, burke street in melbourne looking for sponsors they'll be fine we'll get some we'll apart get from charlie's weed dealer who said he'd give us a, a deal <laughs> 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 hasn't, hasn't come through yet What's going don't plug him unnecessarily well anyway my man at the comics are us i mentioned it to him and he said oh yeah it made me really angry and he'd watched the end of felicity and it said it finished with time Travel. Well, you know what? That would not make me angry. That would make I'd me excited. Right that. Uh, you know, the thing is, if I was going on a dating site, I've never done that, but if I was going to, yeah, and I have no problem with it, I need to point that out. Yeah, two thumbs up. Um, two thumbs up. That would be one of the things I'd ask. Would you like yeah. me to put two thumbs up? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm really into. That's it. what I'm into. <laughs> one thumb in, two thumbs up. Um, I would say. Let's <laughs> get three thumbs and fucks like a target. <laughs> I would say, uh, like, must like. Radiohead, yeah, the Pixies, yeah, Arcade Fire, yeah, an and, actor, okay, and time travel. And time Must travel. enjoy time travel. <laughs> I cannot be with a woman who does not enjoy time travel. Yeah, and I will not take offence. Now, with you, so I'm, I'm not enjoying I'll just this say, date. I'm going anything back in time. from Back to the Future to Lost to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. But yeah. you need, I don't care, Doctor Felicity. Who. Sure, yeah, Doctor Who. Both ties are cool. Okay, uh, so it is true. The last six episodes of six. Felicity right. uh, involved time travel. Now, I'm just oh. opening up a synopsis because there's no real information on Wikipedia. What? But there's a summary of an episode. So, <laughs> Felicity tries to convince Noel that she wants to be with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. She finally tells him that she travelled through time for him. He becomes very worried about her mental health. So, oh. there can't be a device, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Felicity again asks Megan to undo a time travel spell. Oh. What? Oh, a time travel spell? Oh. Yeah. That, that's like, no, that's not believable. <laughs> that's not believable. A DeLorean that travels back in time. That's believable. Okay. A wormhole. A so, police like, a box uh, that yeah. travels through So time. Felicity has asked yes. Megan to undo the time travel spell, yeah. but Megan is still sceptical, yeah, right. but gives her a book. Yeah. I don't okay. know what the book is. Like, is it in its guide to time travel? <laughs> no, in its no. guide to undoing hexes? It's uh, Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> Ben decides to leave school and travel across country with Julie. Noel shares his concerns with Felicity about Ben. Ben finds Felicity working on a spell. She confirms that she's a time traveller and tries to prove it by telling him about his father's illness and Lauren. She then puts her hands on her pants and smears her face with shit because she's insane. No. That was, uh, wow. No. That's she, a great uh, episode. She confirms that she's a time traveler. <laughs> Had you, didn't I? 
confesses to the time traveler and tries to prove it by telling him about his father's illness and about Lauren. Ben and Noel determined that Felicity may be experiencing psychosis. So I think God, they've obviously yeah. left her. Which is not, actually, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I don't but mind. I'm, yeah, I'm, you know what I'm going to do when I get home? Download yeah. episodes of Felicity <laughs> yeah, and have yeah. a look at that. It's brilliant. So J.J. No, Abrams was behind Felicity. I didn't know. Yeah. Wow, he's done a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Someone was him. describing him as um, the new Spielberg. Without a doubt. Yeah, because he, he very much is that family entertainment yeah. guy too. <laughs> don't don't, don't, yeah, don't talk about that. He's, um, he's doing a movie with Spielberg as well. Oh, it's doing Mission Impossible. No. No, no, no. Uh, Impossible Super Bond. 8. Oh, right, yeah. You, yeah. Oh, now this is something we should talk about. Cleverfield. Mm. We quite like. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was into it. You don't like Cleverfield. Yeah. Because it's not a very good film. No, it was, it was great fun. I think it's great. It's I think not, of all cool. those um, no, re- first-person perspective found footage kind of Badly things. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Camel works all shaky. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't get a beat on anyone. Seriously, I wanted to vomit in a disabled person's lap. Can I, can I ask, Will? <laughs> wow, really? Is one of your problems the conceit of why keep filming? No. Okay. No, it just, you know what? I felt sick and I didn't really enjoy it and I didn't think the character development was very good and I didn't, like... I don't think I thought you really was... need character... No, that didn't bother me. I didn't... You don't need character development I just didn't in enjoy a Monster it. Mash movie. Did you, you know enjoy... what I'm like? And, I, and, like, I've spoken to you about this before and this is, like, a, a, a something... <laughs> we should just change the name of this show I've the spoken to you about this before. We've but talked no, about this before. I, I, um... <laughs> don't really care what's going on as long as I'm enjoying it. Like, yeah. I'm not one of those people like Charlie who, like, looks at it and goes, what does this mean? What did that... Uh, yeah, as yeah. long as... As long as it makes enough sense that I keep paying attention, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm into. Yeah, and I didn't think that made enough sense. That it didn't like keep me. I was just like, I'm a bit bored by this. Yeah, yeah right. Little parasite things that were leaping. I was bored by it, and I hated ah. it. And the person what about I saw when it the with building... hated it when you said it was good? Yeah, I was really see, for a minute. I almost. I actually, for a minute, I actually thought just for a minute. Yeah, that's all right. Just that scene minute, where they have to go from building to building, the two buildings are leaning in on each other. That was amazing, and the yeah, fact, and know. also, and I'm also analysing it from the filmmaking point of view. I wish I'd taken Felicity, is... Felicity along, and I could have watched yeah. some time travel episodes of Felicity smearing shit on her face. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe it went there. <laughs> we don't do enough scatological time travel here. <laughs> Imagine if that you, you got a time we, machine, but all you did was go back in time and smear shit on famous <laughs> people's faces. Take that, Maria Antoinette. <laughs> you know what? I reckon that that sounds like the plot of the next Adam Sandler film. <laughs> shit slinger. <laughs> shit hot tub time machine. <laughs> no, you know what it'd be called? Shit hot tub time machine. <laughs> you know what it'd be called? Uh, it'd be called. Shit happened. Oh, ah! shit happened. All right, who's in it? Is it Adam Sandler? It's Adam Sandler. I said it's an Adam Sandler film. So shit happened. So okay, okay. Now in an Adam Sandler film, there is always there's always a love interest, and he normally gets like an actress who has a bit of credibility, like Jessica Biel or Winona Ryder. Yeah. But they repackage them as kind of like lovable kind of girlfriend. Christina Hendricks. So who would who would be the girl of the moment right now? It'd be like Ellen Page. Oh, no, 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 too, way too young. She still looks like Juno. Yeah, yeah. but that's why I think there would be, would work because she's like the hot actress of our time, and you could no, no Kristen Stewart. Kristen no, Stewart. Yeah. I think that that would be a better. You're one. right. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Okay. So yeah, what now? Stewart. In Adam Sandler films, is okay. It's always he's a man child. He's a guy who isn't, yeah. isn't fronting up to responsibility. Yeah. No, I've got it. Okay. Here's what happens. Adam Sandler's dad, because he always has like an authority figure uh, yeah, that he doesn't yeah, respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler's dad. Played yeah. by? Played by... Um, now, he'd, he'd get a good actor for this too. He'd get like a Michael Caine or... Oh, someone is looking for... A, Alan Rickman's good, actually. Played yeah. by oh, Alan, Alan Rickman. Rickman. Yeah. Yeah. Alan okay. Rickman is Adam Sandler's dad, yeah. right? Yeah. Disapproving dad. Yeah. yeah. Right? Who is a brilliant yeah. scientist. That's right. right? Who's invented, among yeah. other things... 
He doesn't know it yet. Oh, he, no, he tells no. Adam. He tells Adam that they're having a big, a big launch for this. You know, this new thing has been developing, right? Yeah. yeah. And so Adam, because he uh, is always a fuck up, yeah. he, he he sleeps in or whatever, and he gets down to the laboratory when no to one's get, there like, to get like drugs or something. Yeah. Like right, to right, get right, like right. booze yeah, yeah. or like he's got a still. <laughs> he's made like a still out of the equipment. Yeah. Right, 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 his own right, alcohol. Right. Yeah, and how's yeah. this right on the blackboard? <laughs> like. Alan Rickman's about to solve the, yeah. the equation, equation yeah. to time travel and uh, Adam Sandler walks down to get his still, looks up and goes, oh, I think they need an X there. It's like one of those things where, like, so the time machine's there, but he, like, his dad's like, I've built the time machine, I know this can travel through time, but we've just not worked out yet. I've tried uranium, yeah. I've tried, like, petrol, we haven't yeah. worked out yet what powers this thing. Adam Sandler's still, yeah. where he's making his, Yahoo, like, alcohol. The Yahoo Serious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. And, like, Einstein. something breaks and it drips into yeah. the machine and it powers okay. the machine. Okay, so... Yeah. And he, he now- drops his joint in there as well. <laughs> yeah, so once it starts up, he says in that Adam Sandler little boy voice, well, at, at least it will be good for the environment. <laughs> Okay. Environmentally okay. correct. Yeah, you're like, I think this car is green. <laughs> so, I reckon, so he travels through time, he wakes up in his same hometown, but it's 30 yeah. years earlier, yeah. Yeah. and he meets a young, like, no, no, a no, young no. Ryan Seacrest or someone who doesn't oh, know what they're going to do with their life, and he triggers right. the moment that makes yeah, them, uh, yeah. who's the big, uh, Simon Cowell, he meets a snooty British guy who's oh, sweeping yeah. in a TV station, and the British guy, no one likes him because he's always putting people down. And Adam Sandler says, "You know what? Like, would be great if you could do that on television or something like that." And he's like, "Maybe I'll start a talent show or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but why is he slinging shit? This is the part we have not solved. We should have brought Joss Whedon in for this writers' meeting. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so it shit happened. So he's going back and rubbing shit in the faces of people. That he thinks, in some way, have led to him being unhappy in unhappy his current, in his life. current yes. life. Yeah, yeah, right, yes. right. right. Yeah. So we have okay. to set up that his dad was into. We come from a long generation. Yeah, and for example, like he works at some fast food outlet or something yeah. like yeah. that that's run by the local football hero yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. So like back at that. high school, yeah. he used to pick on him, yeah. yeah. And that guy yeah. would be played by someone like Brandon Ralph would be good, yeah. like doing a co- comedic <laughs> turn. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so like he goes back in time and finds, you know, him and like, you know... So because oh so they're in the um like he always gets mocked in the like the fast food place yeah and like what they did they to bully him in the place where he works is they used to get the burgers and they would <laughs> put them between their ass right yes. and they would call it a shit sandwich yes yeah, yeah. and they would hold him down and they'd be like eat shit and die yeah, nerd yeah, 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 yeah. like and so then he travels back so he's got the yeah, exactly. So, so like eat shit. That's what's got he's got in his head. So yeah. the first time he goes back, he actually makes the young football yeah. doc eat, eat shit. shit. Yeah, and then he's like, "Hang on, yeah, I don't just have to do this to people who have wronged me. Yeah, maybe I could go back in time and put shit in Hitler's face. Yes, yeah. yes. Hitler. Yes. Yes. By, by the way, yeah. every every time he goes back, he always finds a descendant of his family, and they're all played by, by the Alan same, Rickman. Yeah, the same actor. Yeah, <laughs> different wigs with like a mustache. <laughs> you know. Like in the 70s, he's got like a shag wig. Yeah, brilliant. That's brilliant. Every every man in his family looked exactly like his dad until him. (laughs) (laughs) As part of the. uh, And you know what happens at the end of the movie is after he's wiped shit in all of these people's faces, he gets back to the future and he looks like Alan Rickman. So he's affected his future. There's the movie. That's brilliant. So, so, uh, Joss. uh, Oh, yeah. So we were. You know know some people. (laughs) 
Surely we can get that happening. Mutant enemy will. Uh, oh, be grr, <laughs> All right. So anyway, Joss Whedon uh, was delightful. He was um, he was such a nice guy despite the Christopher Nolan moment. Yeah. And we did this uh, big Q and A like hour and a half. He was yeah. such a nice guy. Like we really got on well. It, was, it, it, it all was, went pretty well. It was really good. Uh, he was, you had a good rapport with him. He hugged me at the end. Well, in fact, no, not he, just hugged me. He jumped and hugged. He you. jumped and hugged me. Wow. And yeah. he was surprisingly light. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Nimble on his feet. I yeah. think you probably gave a few nerd girls uh, some fantasy uh, visuals for that night. Slash fiction. Yeah. yeah like it would have been the, would have been the equivalent of me seeing like Megan Fox leap onto Angelina Jolie and <laughs> carry each other off. <laughs> and be like, it's not sexual, but I'll use it. It's <laughs> 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 enough for me. Two girls I fantasize about a lot. That'll work. I, we can make this work. Yeah. We can make this work. Yeah, definitely. So, there was one moment, though. And like, and I do mean this with all due respect to Joss, because it turned out he was like the most awesome guy, and it was it an was absolute great. pleasure. But I will say this. So, after Justin and I had our lunch, there was a bit of a break where he went to his hotel, and we went down the street to try to buy, buy a Blu-ray video player that... Yeah played American discs because I just bought the box set of Lost from the States and we yeah. wanted to watch it. So you're, you're total in nerd territory. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. We're just like, let's, let's be more nerdy. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. No country for we didn't, men. We, did, <laughs> we, didn't mention, we didn't mention Lost to Joss because we didn't no. want two strikes. Yeah, 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 we don't, yeah we'd already say, oh God, we struck out with Christopher Nolan. I don't want to bring it. I did bring up Damon Lindelof's uh, <laughs> Ultimate Hulk versus Wolverine <laughs> miniseries and uh, and I just brought it up in a very, uh, oh yeah, it was uh, he wrote two issues and it took a while for him to be able to finish it. Went, yeah, yeah, it took a while, didn't it? And I was like, I can't get it. I Gage on that. Other state is like an affirmative. Yeah. Yeah. You liked it. Good. Let's yeah, take it. that. We'll take that. We'll take that. So <laughs> I really want to get through lunch without crying. <laughs> so um, we we on the way there, as you do in that moment, we to let off some steam about the Christopher Nolan thing because we both clocked it at the lunch, but need not being able to acknowledge it. Yeah. So then we're walking down the street though. Oh, you would have for me, fucking Christopher Nolan. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, mate. Pick on, don't pick on Knowles. Yeah, he's all right. It's good. Why did you suddenly become retarded? I don't know. <laughs> but we did. We talked like that. We were just like talking like this. We were, and we were picking on really little things. Like poor old Joss had some chap lips, <laughs> and, and like yeah, because his lips were a bit sore, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but then I'm, suddenly we're like talking to each other. Like, oh, well, at least Christopher Nolan probably knows how to use lip balm. <laughs> Yeah. Probably owns a chapstick. He was so unfair. He's such a great guy. He's such a sweet guy. And but was, we were just... all, all he did was the, the poor guy. The only bad thing he did was not agree with Will and I. <laughs> and no, it's not like he disagreed what with is? you. He agreed to a different level, so no, he wasn't yeah. even disagreeing with you. Yeah, he just didn't share your enthusiasm wasn't because we we bonded on everything else. And he was so lovely, but it was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no big oops, mate. Yeah, whatever. But he won't. Yeah, he won't. But not even in a bad way. Like yeah. I, I mean, I need to point out, he not even said that in a bad way. He no. just said it in a really like, this is just my opinion. Yeah, it was, it was, you know what? It's what an intelligent person does if they don't uh, agree. They, yeah, you've just been honest. Reasonable. Yeah, but. So during the Joss Whedon thing, which was brilliant, and I'm caught up in the it entire moment. Yeah. They asked him. He asked him about how he wrote, and he said he likes to write while listening to movie scores. Mm. He'll put on a movie score in the background. Yeah. And he will listen to it, and he named some of the composers that he likes to listen to, including yeah. Hans Zimmer. Who just happens to compose music for The Dark Knight? Yes, Batman uh, Begins and uh, Inception. I do oh, Inception as well. Yeah. yeah. So at that moment, and I didn't know where you guys were sitting. There was over two thousand people. Over two thousand people at the gig, and it was complete darkness. You and it was complete we darkness, and I could not see anyone. He said that, and my immediate reaction was, <laughs> "I have to share a knowing look with Justin." <laughs> I have turned around, and in two and a half thousand people in the dark. <laughs> locked 
eyes with you. <laughs> it was unbelievable. You saw it. It was un- You know what it's like? It's like when you see a horror movie. It's like when you see a horror movie where someone's staying at a haunted house and there's like a gargoyle and the person's like yeah. staring at the gargoyle and it's yeah. like, I think that thing's possessed and just turns its head and locks eyes yeah. immediately. <laughs> Your head turned like about 30 degrees, bang, straight under Justin. <laughs> Found him in a group of 2,000 people in yeah. complete darkness. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Turns out Will's discovered his X-Men abilities, <laughs> the ability to find me fucking anywhere. <laughs> the ability to exchange a knowing look about the dark night with you yeah. in the dark in the dark, in the dark. it's not going to go very far to solving many crimes no, but uh, no. as far it's as super it's good to know you got it something hey uh, I, I, I'd love this to go on forever but we, we've been talking a long time right. um, but little thanks little. Justin that's no, really thanks. fun thanks Justin thanks man thanks please for me. next next time uh, whenever you're up um, yep. come move some furniture that'd be great uh, and maybe we'll do a podcast as well you're Charlie oh am I signing off do that do that bit okay I'm Charlie Glosson my name's Will Anderson and I've been Justin Hamilton. That's it. Sorry, I, that made it awkward. I made it awkward. <laughs> no. I just thought we were winding up and I didn't know if you were going to say your name and I thought we no. should say Justin's name. <laughs> I think that's a perfect ending. All right, beauty. Perfect. Yeah.